Thanks for hanging out on this day after an historic day where all kinds of things happened, not just over uh, at the Illinois State House where we have a new speaker for the first time in decades, but we also had some history being made over in Washington, D.C., where a sitting president has been impeached for the second time. Uh, joining us now to react to that here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 711 is Congressman Rodney Davis. Congressman, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, let's get your reaction to what happened yesterday uh, in the House. Well, thanks for having me on, Greg. This is a, it was a sad day for our country yesterday. Uh, I feel the impeachment process was hijacked for political reasons. We had zero hearings. We had zero evidence other than what Democrats put into their articles of impeachment. And just as I stood up for the Constitution and fulfilling my responsibility under the 12th Amendment to certify every state's electors just a week ago after our capital was attacked, during and after our capital was attacked, um, I'm going to stand up for the Constitution again. Our forefathers did not envision impeachment to be a politicized process, and I'm afraid that's going to be the norm for future presidents. And some of my colleagues are already talking about writing articles of impeachment up for, for President Biden. And, and that's just not where we need to be as a country. But Speaker Pelosi continues to play party politics rather than try to bring people together. How can we do more of what uh, everybody seems to agree, uh, bring unity, bring people together? Is it uh, an acknowledgement of previous actions, like, uh, you know, maybe Democrats acknowledging they played a role and um, uh, spurring on some unrest over the summer? Or uh, maybe uh, having President Donald Trump acknowledge that he uh, may have uh, pushed the pushed the limit? Acknowledgement matters, but there's one thing in the business of politics that I found out in my time in Congress. Uh, people don't like to admit when they're wrong. Um, we know that rhetoric leads unstable people to do crazy things, just like uh, the gentleman who was a crazed gunman who tried to kill me and my friends on a baseball field a few years ago. Uh, he was He was inspired by rhetoric like that of Nancy Pelosi when she was saying Republicans are killing people with our policy agenda. Uh, we got to take a step back and, and realize that's wrong. But I'll tell you this week, you know who missed a golden opportunity to show leadership and to bring the country together? Um, that's President Biden. And he had the opportunity to stop this, to say, let's move on, just like he did when Democrats tried to challenge the electors when President Trump was elected. He did the right thing then. I was in the room. And he didn't take that opportunity this week, and I think it's a missed one for him. And I think it'll disrupt his agenda. We're talking with Congressman Ronnie Davis here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 714. Uh, and, Congressman, uh, we've got, of course, uh, Democrats going to be in control of the White House, Democrats in control of the House, and uh, they're going to have uh, 50 in the in the U.S. Senate with the uh, tiebreaker votes of uh, uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Uh, what's, what's the future look like for central Illinois, uh, with, with that, uh, with that in mind? You know, I was pretty optimistic that, you know, with my bipartisan record that the Democrats had could only give up about five, depending on one race, it's still not decided in New York, five or six votes. I figured that would give us a chance to really get some bipartisan work done. But instead of actually focusing on bipartisanship, Speaker Pelosi's done things around the Capitol administratively and also, uh, with impeachment. That is, that's doing everything she can to keep people in their partisan corners. Uh, she likes that. It consolidates powers in, in the Speaker's office, and it means that she doesn't have to put good bipartisan legislation on the floor 
that's disappointing. I hope it changes, and I know many of my colleagues do too. And once we uh, get back to D.C. on a regular basis to begin to legislate, I'm going to continue to talk with those bipartisan colleagues about where we can get things done. Congressman, back to the uh, issue of uh, impeachment. Uh, I just want to again uh, ask, should the president take more responsibility uh, for for what he said? Do you feel that what he said um, on uh, last week, uh, last Wednesday, uh, spurred and incited violence? Well, everybody, including the president, should take uh, should take responsibility for what they say. But I'm a Republican. I believe in personal responsibility. Just like I didn't offer articles of impeachment when Nancy Pelosi inspired a gunman to come try and kill me and my friends a few years ago by saying Republicans are killing people. And this person, this crazed gunman, screamed health care while he was trying to kill us. We didn't put articles of impeachment up. You know why? Because the gunman who died that day bore the responsibility for his actions. And every single person who walked into that Capitol building bears responsibility for those actions and should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And if I find out, I know somebody who walked into that Capitol, or if I've seen them on video, um, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure they're prosecuted because they bear that responsibility. They broke the law. They took those actions. Congressman, something else, too, um, that we see happen a lot of times when there is a, a major story like what happened at the Capitol, um, there's reaction to it, not just reaction on the halls of uh, you know the, the, the House or the Senate or wherever, but uh, actual legislation that's filed. Um, what concerns do you have that uh, there, there might be efforts to uh, bring about more surveillance of uh, domestic, op- domestic happenings um, out of the threat of... Uh, extremists. Uh, And I'm talking in particular about uh, Senator Dick Durbin uh, pushing forward with the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act uh, and uh, giving essentially what some are seeing as the possibility of more surveillance of their everyday lives here in the United States. Well, with what we saw the Obama administration and and many corrupt law enforcement officials at the highest levels in Washington, D.C., within our intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies, when we saw the surveillance programs that were already authorized be hijacked, I'd be very concerned to make sure that they don't impact the civil liberties of innocent Americans. I'm all for holding people accountable. (laughs) The funny thing is, in today's day and age with social media, it's a lot easier to hold people accountable because sometimes they're so stupid, they post it on live live stream video of what they're doing by breaking the law. (laughs) They tell people, they tell the world. Um, It's easier to find out who those are who are breaking the law. But at the same time, we have to be very careful, and I'd be interested in seeing and talking to Senator Durbin about what his ideas are. But first things first, we've got to make sure that the nation's capital and our state capitals, for that matter, based upon intelligence that we've been been told, are protected, are protected throughout this inauguration of President Biden. We need to show not just the American people, but we need to show our foreign adversaries and other domestic adversaries that what happened uh, just a week ago will never happen again. And my job has been to make sure that Capitol complex is hardened and that we do everything we can to ensure that everyone remains safe. 
Something else, too, uh, that's happened in the past week. Uh, we've seen uh, pretty uh, fascinating to see unfold. Twitter blocking the president of the United States while the Iranian president can still be on Twitter. Um, and it goes even further than that. Then uh, Parler, a social media network, was blocked from uh, Google Store and Apple Store and even Amazon Web Services taking down Parler servers. What's going on here? Uh, and and should we have more regulation of these these types of activities that are, uh, you know, some people saying is uh, violating their First Amendment rights. Others saying, hey, it's just the free markets. Deal with it. You know, free speech is free speech, uh, even though we may disagree with it. I know you're surprised to hear this, Greg, but there are times I disagree with what you say on the radio. But <laughs> you, you have the right to do that. That's that's what right. America is all about. Absolutely. That's our First Amendment. Um, we need to protect that. Um, Unfortunately for the social media giants uh, who overwhelmingly support Democrats and have overwhelmingly used their censorship against Republicans and and not against known terrorists and threats against the United States, I'm for free speech. Many of my Democratic colleagues are not. These social media giants who are more worried about being social justice warriors and political correctness police – they're going to find a very interesting crowd that they've supported, I think, come after their ability to have antitrust exemptions through Section 230. And, you know, those of us who have, have seen them limit free speech are probably more likely to, to, to give them an Olay moment. Go ahead. Let the bull in the China shop because they need to know that what they're doing is restricting free speech. Bad speech is bad speech, and let's make sure that anything that foments violence can be can be removed or tagged, but in the end, they can't be arbiters of, of which political argument they would like to see. Congressman, so what's next for uh, Congress? Um, are you guys still in session? Uh, what are some of the major things that are uh, that are going to be brought up? Uh, and what do you foresee happening in the next two years uh, um, with with stuff that impacts us right here uh, in Central Illinois? Well, my job as a leader of our House Administration Committee is to make sure that our Capitol Police and our Sergeant-at-Arms and, and, and make sure that our nation's capital is protected. And that's taken most of my time over the last week and even before the tragedies of January 6th. Um, and we've got to investigate those failures of January 6th. But there are so many issues that we can come together on in a bipartisan way. That means uh, dealing with transportation and infrastructure investment. That's another one of my committees that I help lead. And I, I do believe that President Biden and Democrats, we could come together on infrastructure investment, uh, just like our state legislators did not too long ago. But we also have to make sure that we reverse some decisions that the Trump administration made on the way out. Uh, they, they made a decision to grant small refinery waivers to our refu- renewable fuel standards. That's devastating to our farmers. And it went against what the president said he was going to do. Uh, very disappointing. And we're going to have to fight to... Uh, to, to get those waivers removed. Congressman uh, Rodney Davis, greatly appreciate your time this morning. We'll have to connect again in the near future, uh, talk more about a variety of different things, including i got to get your reaction to uh, how big of a threat China is, and I think that's something that uh, doesn't get discussed enough. <laughs> and maybe uh, uh, you can uh, shed some light on what Congress is doing, if anything at all, uh, to ensure that uh, uh, we, we don't have a threat, uh, either overtly or covertly, uh, from, from China. Uh, so greatly appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, all right? Absolutely, Greg. Thanks for having me on, buddy.